It's actually a lie. Really? Ammunition is never on sale, <laughs> and it's always overpriced. <laughs> All right, so it is December, boys and girls. It is, and not too long before Christmas. Not before the old fat man stops by. That's me. <laughs> um, no, you Santa's going to be coming at the end of the month. Kids all across the world are just pumped. Jimbo is elated right now. I am. I'm making cookies just so I have them. Yeah, and so we're talking outdoor nomads on uh, this Ooh. week's show. We're going to have yeah, Melissa. When, you, when I first read that on the script, I thought you were talking about my 57 Chevy. No, wasn't talking about that. <laughs> uh, it's a POS. <laughs> hey. Uh, so anyways, we have on Melissa Bachman. Love Melissa Bachman. And uh, she has Winchester Deadly Passion. She's going to be joining us, Jimbo, in just a second. She's a very festive uh, young lady. We're also going to have who? Fred and Michelle Eichler. That's and right. And they have a program called Everything Eichler. Yep. And then we're going to go to the naughty list. Going to wrap things up with Mr. Cat Daddy. And I hope he talks about catfish bait. That would just, <laughs> that would be splendid. All right. So let's get to. Hey, Melissa Bachman. Oh, oh, oh. We're chatting with outdoor nomads this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Oh, there's what you're talking about. Now, let's kick off a two-part interview with Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. All right, so Melissa is joining us. Little known secret, she is Jimbo's secret Santa. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyways, Miss Melissa, how's it going? It is going great. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Uh, You know, to kind of bring our audience up to speed. Melissa is awesome. They know that. But not... It's awesome well, because I'm going to make her out to make sure to pay you for that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fact of the matter is you've been uh, in the outdoor world a long time. I mean, you were with the uh, North American Hunting Club for a while. And what mm-hmm. was it that decided or did, was it decided for you that somebody said, I think this gal could go places for us and let's get her on TV. What do you think? Uh, absolutely nobody said that. <laughs> I can promise <laughs> you that much. <laughs> no, I, you know, I started as an intern and, and nobody really ever wanted me to be on camera. And so I would just do things on my own. And I just relied on the fact that people would run short on content and I would provide them with free content. Um, so that's kind of how I got my start with it. You know, um, nobody ever was like, Hey, Melissa, you think you'd be great on TV? Nope, not one chance. <laughs> but I just kept after it and I figured if I'm pesky enough and keep putting it in people's faces, uh, maybe they can't tell me no a hundred times. Um, I'll just keep after it. Yeah, I think that shows the failed business model. They're not around and you're thriving. <laughs> you know, putting you on camera was the smartest choice. But let's uh, fast forward a couple of years from your beginning. Uh, Miss Melissa, we love watching your show. We love uh, the interaction you have with your husband, Mr. Ben, and your kiddos. But you just went a couple months ago or weeks ago on a phenomenal Kodiak brown bear hunt. Did you buy this package at SCI? Is that where you got it? Yes, I did. Um, I had was actually kind of interested in finding a good brown bear hunt. 
Um, you can only hunt the peninsula or Kodiak Island once every four years. Wow. So I knew my time was coming up, and I basically roamed around SDI and found what I believe to be was the best option for a brown bear hunt. Um, and I booked it with Cole Kramer, who is very well known for some phenomenal hunts, and had it all booked up, and off we went. I wasn't sure what I was getting into, but uh, he said, you better be tough, and I said, I am, and and that's where we left it. Yeah, now, I read a quote where you were talking about a lot of hunts, it's mentally draining, other hunts, it's physically draining, and you said that this hunt was equally both as tough on on each side. What made it? Is it the, the rough conditions, the steep terrain? MREs. What, what was it that made it so tough and demanding? Well, uh, a lot of it was exceptional amount of physical um, walking and, and climbing and all with an extremely heavy pack on your back. Yeah. Um, we were packing tons and tons of stuff. If I could have done it without anything on my back, it would have been super enjoyable. But um, we literally would walk from, you know, morning to dark um, at times oh. with everything on your back, setting up camps. Um, you're in very, very rough weather. Uh, some days it rains all day, snows. Um, my feet were not warm from the moment I left to the moment I got home. I think they were numb for about four days after the trip. Oh, wow. Um, Ben's might have been numb longer um, because you're wearing, you know, you're not wearing your usual footwear. We actually had to wear hip boots all the time. Oh. So your feet were always wet, and there's nowhere to dry things out, right? You're in a tent. Yeah. Um, so every morning you just put your wet stuff on and, and go after it. Some mornings it was so cold that our boots were frozen solid, and we had to wait a little while to go until um, we could get our feet in our boots. So, oh, holy boy! Cow. I tell you, that's that's surviving. Yeah. You know. Now, now the thing is, you actually did fourteen spike camps. You were gone a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, we did fourteen days. We were gone. Um, it was a long hunt. We actually finished about three or four days early. Um, so it was even going to be a longer trip. Um, but we got done, and we still had an option to to do a couple other hunts. But the problem is, is if things froze up, we were going to be doing a lot more physical labor for days. And I said, you know what? It's been a great hunt. We got our both of our big brown bears. Let's just pack it up and get home and see the kids. Yeah. Now, if people hop on your socials, and we highly recommend they do, I mean, you took a fantastic, I mean, massive brown bear. Kind of walk us through, uh, what was that, like about 110-yard shot? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you sit up for days, yeah. um, and you glass, and you glass, and you glass, and you wait for the right opportunity and the right bear. And when it happens, everything happens so fast. I mean, it's just grab all your gear and, you know, you've been sitting there for days not doing, you know, just glassing and all of a sudden now you're rushing around making sure everything's right and you really want to make the most of those stocks. You don't want to be going and doing numerous stocks. You don't want to be putting your scent around. These bears will bolt out of there. Um, and so we went down and got to where we thought this bear was going and we made it happen at 110 yards. Um, made a great shot, but I'm a firm believer if you've got a follow-up, you take it. Mm-hmm. And I actually put another shot in him right there. Um, he was in the water. Yeah. Um, and I probably should have let him get out of there because trying to move a bear of that size and caliber out of the water, well, it was very difficult. We all got wet, <laughs> but we made it happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the interesting part about bear hunting, you know, when you're up there and you're spotting and stalking and so forth, trying to get that line trying to get ahead of them, I mean, it's got to be physically grueling in order to do that because you're not following them. You're trying to get ahead of them, right? Right, and they can move very fast. I had a guide once tell me, they have four-wheel drive, we have two-wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so true. 
Um, so, you know, you just really got to give it everything you have. And, and that's where, you know, being physically fit, I mean, you know, they'll ask, you know, oh, do you work out this and that? And my answer is no, I don't do any of that. Yeah. But I am hunting all the time. Um, I should be in good shape. And a lot of it, too, is mental toughness, you know, doing what you need to do to make it happen in that moment. You know, you can't quit. You can't be tired. You just keep pushing through. This is what you've worked for and what you've waited for for years. Um, now is the time to make it happen. Yeah. And again, uh, people can catch a clip of, uh, you know, it's not very long of this hunt and you taking the shot on this bear. And you can see that was a quick follow up shot you took. Uh, that was absolutely amazing. However, your husband was with you as well, Mr. Ben. And you, were you filming his hunt? Yes, I was. Were I you... filmed his hunt and he filmed mine. <laughs> when, when that bear was walking down that riverbank and he's getting doggone close to your husband, I bet you were like, holy <laughs> sh**. You know? I mean, <laughs> to be like... honest, all I could think is I sat up higher because <laughs> what I didn't want to happen is if that bear came right in front of him, I would have two seconds of footage. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to see all of it coming down. So we put a camera behind them. So you could see the angle behind them, and I sat up higher. And I'm watching this bear, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's on the same side. All I could think is, was I supposed to give him some sort of signal to tell them <laughs> he's going to step on them here soon? And I'm like, oh, I don't think so, but, boy, I hope not. And, you know, that bear came, and, and I'm filming, and I, I, I couldn't even believe what was happening, you know, at four yards. My husband drew and took this huge bear, one shot, just – put it absolutely perfect and that bear ran off away from them but what nobody really knows is that bear came straight for me um, <laughs> i don't know really? if he knew i was there no. it just so happened but oh. that bear ended up dying about 15 yards from where i was sitting oh my god and that's amazing he did it with a bow at four yards yep. holy smokes yep. that is uh yeah you know i i took a nice brown bear out of port hyden uh, in alaska on the peninsula and uh, it was charging me, and I killed it at 20 yards, and I thought that was too close. But four yards? <laughs> Holy cow, you yeah. could have combed his hair. Yeah, you had a rifle. I had a rifle. Ben had a bow. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did tell me that when he drew his bow and he put his peep and pin on the bear, it was so all brown. <laughs> he didn't even know where he was at on the bear, and he had to lift his head up and look over his peep to see where he was even at in the brown fur because it was just solid brown. Oh. So that kind of gives you an idea of how big the animal is and how close he was. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Melissa Bachman. Uh, she's the host of Winchester's Deadly Fashion on Sportsman Channel, Sundays at 1130 Eastern Time. We're going to take a break, come back, and uh, we got moose hunting to talk about. Is that good with you, Melissa? That is perfect. Real quick, Miss Melissa, to learn more about you, uh, your partners, your awesome hunts, to see uh, all this incredible footage we're talking about, where can we find you online? Go to melissabachman.com and you can find everything from there. Wonder Woman, right after this. Ah, Christmas time is a time for grilling. Merry Christmas, y'all! We wish you some grilled venison. We wish you some grilled caribou. We wish you some grilled barrel hog and a side of elk, too. Someone pass the gravy. Merry Christmas from everyone here at The Revolution. Join Outdoor Channel on Mondays and prepare for a wild food feast. These birds were flying an hour ago. <laughs> Taste of the Wild is two must-see hours of hunting, fishing, and foraging with cutting-edge host Mike Robinson, Mario Calpo, 
Stephen Rinella and Nick Hoffman. I'm blown away by the hunting culture and the food. If I was alive three lifetimes, I would never think to do that. Taste of the Wild, Mondays beginning at 7 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Outdoor Nomads is on today's revolution with Jim and Trav. Now let's get back to Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking Outdoor Nomads on this week's show. And if you just tuned in, you missed an exciting bear hunting story uh taking two bear melissa bachman and her husband ben that's right miss melissa bachman she is the host of winchester deadly passion uh that is sportsman channel sundays 11 30 a.m eastern time uh plus you can hop on sportsman channel's website and i think there's like five airings throughout the week and uh you can also pick it up on my outdoor tv now you also did an incredible moose hunt was this like a combination you did the bear and the moose hunt at the same time or were they no. at no the different times, right? Yeah, they were at different times. And normally I would never book two big hunts like this back to back. Yeah. Um they were literally only a few days apart. Ooh. Um but the the problem was last year the Canadian border closed with COVID and our moose hunt got pushed back. So now suddenly it's this year and I'm thinking, Oh no. We're going to have to be gone from the kids, from our house, from everything for like almost a month straight. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's just the way things roll. We're, we'll make it work. And uh, we went up to the Yukon and, and of all hunts that I've probably ever done, I would say this is my favorite hunt that I've ever done. Really? Um, the people are amazing. The scenery, the amount of moose. It's just a super enjoyable trip. Yeah, well, you're you were talking about uh, hunting on Kodiak Island, and then uh, what about a thousand miles northeast? You get to uh, the Yukon. How was the weather up there? You just suffered the uh, extremes extremes on Kodiak Island. How was it when you were hunting for moose? Was it hot, cold, or indifferent? Uh, the moose hunt had a mixture of weather, which is pretty typical for the Yukon. Um, we had some beautiful sun, sunny, nice days. We had complete whiteout snowstorms. We had basically every type of weather you can imagine. But the good news is, is when we had the major whiteout snowstorms, the moose hunting was so phenomenal that I didn't even notice I was hardly cold. Plus, we had a warm cabin to go back to and warm up at night. I think that's the difference. I can sit in any type of weather. If you can at least warm up at night and dry your clothes out, boy, you're you're doing good. <laughs> now, didn't you take this moose on the last day of the hunt? Yes, I did. Um, we did, jeez, uh, I don't remember if it was 10 or 12-day hunt. Oh. Um, and, and both my husband and I were hunting, and I actually had my bow on this, and I was determined to try to shoot a moose with my bow. And the very first morning, I got to full draw on an absolute stud moose. But he was just quartering away a little bit too hard for my liking. Um, and I didn't want to take a risky shot. Um, and I let him walk. And unfortunately, I hunted all the way to the end. And on the last day and the last evening, we spotted a big bull. And it was just one of those things. There was no way to go after him with, with a bow. And he said, well, if you want to do this, you can use a rifle now or you're going to go home empty-handed. And I said, you know what? 
I love hunting with a gun too. So we're going to make this happen. Um, but we really had an enjoyable trip and, and my husband killed his moose on, I think day three. So we had a lot of action throughout the entire hunt. Well, moose hunting is, is much like a bear hunting. It's spot and stalk, right? Yeah, and, and how we do it here, we're actually really lucky because we have a, a lake system. Um, so we're in a boat, and we're going out, and we're calling different locations. We're spotting these moose from the boat, getting out, and then making calling setups. And it's so much fun. It's like elk hunting, you know, but you're bringing in a moose, and these big old bulls, they don't see many people. And a lot of times, they'll come right into you. They're very curious. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not you can get that good broadside shot with a bull. Um, a lot of times you'll have, you know, a quarter and two or a frontal shot, but you really got to be careful and, and make your shots count. Um, so it, it, it can be very challenging. Yeah. Now, was this the hunt where you guys actually saw and I think disrupted a pack of wolves uh, trying to take down a, a cow? Yes. Yes, it was. Um, there's wolves all over in the area. And when yeah. you're hunting, we had wolf tags as well. And oh, honestly, we were just sitting there. We were watching a cow that was by herself. And we were watching her because it's the rut, right? Mm -hmm. There's a very good chance there could be a bull back in the brush or one comes by. And all of a sudden, we see a pack of five wolves that were closing in on her. And, you know, it's not uh, the way I disrupted it is by grabbing my gun to shoot those wolves, right? I'm not going to let them take this this moose down in front of me. Um, But unfortunately, we had just a little too much movement. And then by the time I grabbed the gun, I had a bow in my hand. Um, they were a little too far running away. We didn't get the shot. But to see that many wolves just zeroing in on this cow, it was it was unbelievable. And to know that we were all sitting there watching each other and nobody knew the others were there oh. was pretty crazy. Yeah, and wasn't one of them a black wolf? Yes, yes, they were. Oh. Um, there was one black one. I mean, they were just beautiful. And, um, you know, it's amazing to see what kind of hunters they are. And for the next two, three days, we would hear them at night, and they just cover so much area. But that day, we saved that cow moose, there's no question. Yeah, when you took your moose, uh, what were you using uh, for a rifle and caliber? And then also the shot placement. Um, yes, you know, I've taken moose before up there, and I've used a 300 wind mag on both times. Mm. I use the Model 70, the all-weather, um, extreme weather SS. It's a stainless steel barrel because a lot of times you're in very wet conditions. So I like to have that stainless steel. And then I was shooting 180 grain ballistic silver tip on this one. Yeah. Now going back, what did, what caliber did you take your uh, brown bear with? I did the brown bear with a 375 H&H. Nice. Yeah. I would have used a howitzer is what I would (laughs) use. I would have had a howitzer on the end of the arrow that Ben shot. (laughs) That's no joke. All right. So we're actually coming up to a break. Miss Melissa again. So awesome having you on. Your your adventures are incredible. I love she does. She did this moose hunt and stuff. And then she goes down to Montana, shoots an amazing buck. Uh, She's always doing something. Winchester Deadly Passion Sportsman Channel Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. Plus, you can pick up a whole bunch of airtimes throughout the week and see her on My Outdoor TV. Again, Miss Melissa, where can we find you online? Just go to melissabachman.com. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Fred and Michelle Eichler. Uh, they host everything Eichler on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 1230. That's right. So watch uh, Melissa in the morning, wait around about half an hour, then uh, watch Fred and Michelle. Have a moose steak. That's what you got to do. All right, we got to get <laughs> to a break. Miss Melissa, Merry Christmas. A little early. We love you so much. Merry Christmas you guys thanks for having me i sure appreciate it 
Thanks for listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. After that awkward incident with Travis and that elf, we thought we lost you. Hey, put me down! Security to Santa Claus. Nice to have you back. Happy holidays from our family to yours. Don't move. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We'll be right back. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes, powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV. Now, everywhere. High Mountain Seasonings. The world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you. Or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking outdoor nomads. Now, let's launch into another two-parter with Fred and Michelle Eichler, co-hosts of Everything Eichler on Sportsman Channel. Sundays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We are talking outdoor nomads on this week's show. Before the break, we had Melissa Bachman on talking about a moose and a brown bear hunt up in Alaska. But our next guest, man, they are nomads. They are amazing. They're literally the coolest people I know. Fred and Michelle Eichler, the co-hosts, everything Eichler, plus their kiddos are on it. Sportsman Channel, that is Sundays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Fred, Mrs. Michelle, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. Yep, good time of year to be a hunter and an outdoorsman right now. Yeah, the last time we had you on, Fred, uh, you were down in New Mexico doing something down there. And uh, coming up, and you stayed on top of a hill for about a half hour talking to us. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yep, yeah. I was doing a hunt down there. Yep, sure enough, we're always trying to zip around somewhere, whether we're guiding other hunters or hunting ourselves. Yeah, now, I'm, I want to go to a hunt, um, and I know it was very special to you guys, and you weren't even on this hunt. I actually watched this footage uh, over the weekend. It was, I think, your son Jeb and Seth. They were out hunting, and I think Seth was going after, like, this monster mule deer. And then an elk herd came in and busted him up. Can you tell us about this incredible hunt, guys? <laughs> that was one of the most incredible hunts ever. I haven't even heard about hunts like this. But basically, they went into the blind, and you're, you're pretty close, but they had one bow. Jeb took his bow. Seth was going to video his brother trying to shoot a deer. Now, they both had elk tags, but we were mostly trying to target a deer that was coming into this this water tank. Well, they get there, and this giant 7x7 bull, like a 330-inch bull, comes walking in 15 yards. Jeb draws back, shoots the bull. It runs about 100 yards, and they watch it drop. So you can imagine... Two kids are just ecstatic. Yeah. They are. Yeah, especially they got it all on video, and it was so cool. They're, yeah, they were just incredibly excited. So they're they're excited. They're doing the high five of the blind. Then they look up, and another group of elk starts coming in. <laughs> well, Seth's like, hey, I got a cow tag, or I've got an elk tag, too. Give me your bow. <laughs> so Jeff takes the camera. Seth grabs his brother's bow that doesn't really fit him, but he's a pretty good shot. He grabs his brother's bow, draws back, Double lungs a cow. She runs out there 50 yards and she drops. So now two kids have two elk down with one bow. So, and they videoed both of them. So they're losing their minds, super excited. They can't believe it. Yeah. They, they text, they texted and they're like, what should we do? And we we're like, just stay, stay there. Stay, stay there. Stay till dark. And then tell them what happened. 
So as they're waiting for Darth, they're sitting there. Of course, they're super excited. And Jeb has a deer tag. So sure enough, this big Pope and young mule deer. Like 170 in, inch mule yes, wow. velvet. Comes into the water tank. Jeb, Jeb grabs his bow back. <laughs> and Seth is videoing now. And he heart shoots this deer. And it runs off and it falls over dead. So I, now they got three animals down. Dude, I've never had a day like that in my life. Like, <laughs> so I wrote an article in Bowler Magazine about it. I was like, two, like, meaning two boys get three, three animals with one, meaning one bow. Well, I literally have to go over there with the flatbed trailer to load up two elk and a deer. We come out of there with like, like a, like enough meat for a year. I just ridiculous. <laughs> it was a, it was an incredible night, and then we were up until about two o'clock in the morning getting them all gutted and cleaned up, and the boys did it all themselves. Yep. It was awesome. I was yeah, like, it was you a guys, epic you, day. You guys got them all, so you need to, you need to work on them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, you know the interesting part about that, you guys brought them up right. I mean, they they kept their cool. They knew exactly what they needed to do, and they did it. I mean, that's got to make you two proud. Super yeah, proud. I mean, yeah. more more proud of the men they've become, but they're also very good, you know, very good hunters, efficient in the field. Yeah, it's, it's uh, they take care of the meat. Um, super proud of them. Yeah, and, and as you know, in our house, the meat is the trophy. So that was that was an epic day to to fill the freezers for sure. Yeah, with the first animals that came in, yeah. and two out of the three just happened to be Pope and Young. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have full draw outfitters, um, well known business. You guys are constantly busy. How did your 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 hunting seasons go this year? Absolutely awesome. It, it really, you know, antelope was probably our toughest season early, just because we had you know grass everywhere and a lot of moisture. So our archery antelope was tougher than usual. Um, you know, although we ended up harvesting some beautiful animals, but archery elk uh, was amazing. Um, first rifle elk, I think we were 100 percent on opportunities and like 84 percent on on kills. Second rifle was. 100% on opportunities and like 9 out of 10 on kills. Third rifle season was awesome. Um, you know, we had a full moon in hot weather, but I think we still harvested 7 out of uh, 10, something like that. Wow. Uh, so it's been a it's great, been a great, great year. Great year. Yeah. Now, right now, we're, we're in the first week of December. And uh, most of the big game hunting is uh, kind of over, except for a few species there in Colorado. But you still have waterfowl hunting. You guys do a lot of waterfowl hunting? No, we were. Yeah, <laughs> we did yeah. it this morning. <laughs> we, were, we were out this morning. <laughs> did you really? Yesterday, I think it was. We got three cock pheasants, a um, couple geese, graders and lessers, and some ducks. So yeah, we're uh, we're we're working on the waterfowl with some friends and uh, having a good time. And mountain lion season kicks off. Um, so if we get some snow, we'll be running some lions with dogs. And then, uh, we've got a late season elk that goes through cow elk that goes through the end of January. And then our late season deer goes through the end of December. So we're still, you know, we're still turning it up over here. And then of course, predators, which is awesome. Yeah. Now you guys are obviously TV hosts, your ranchers, your outfitters, your kind of farmers. Um, do I see now that you have buffalo too? Do you have buffalo? Dude. <laughs> Is that the coolest thing ever? I I want to ride one so bad, but I'm scared to death. But no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm never going to ride. But they are really super cool. Just to look at them out there on the plains and know that there hasn't been buffalo out there. Our, our oldest Jeb said that the other day. He goes, you know, this is pretty cool. There haven't been buffalo out here for 150 years, 
And, and there they are. They're back out here. That's kind of neat. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I, I took a buffalo up in northeastern uh, Colorado, and I got to tell you something. I thought that there was no ground shrinkage when it came to moose. There's no ground shrinkage when it comes to <laughs> buffalo either. Oh. oh, my God. They're massive animals. The, the big bull that we have, uh, his name is Cortez, and he is massive. Just crazy big. Mm. It's so neat to just look at them, too. I mean, it's just one of those things. And, you know, a lot of people get a hamster as a hobby. <laughs> um, you know, that probably would have been, that would have been way easier. Less maintenance. Way, yeah, we had to feed them every day and make sure they got water and fences <laughs> and all that. But they are super cool to check out. There's antelope out in those pastures, you know, going in and out. So it's really neat to to be able to see them interacting and, and out on the plains where, you know, they're indigenous too. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Hey, I did use the big word there. I hope you guys saw that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look them up afterwards. <laughs> you, you were like... Yeah, I'm not sure what it means, but I heard somebody say it the other day. <laughs> you were sitting there one night watching Dances with Wolves and you're like, Michelle, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me I'm not the only one that paints himself up with war paint when he watches that movie. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we've got to take a break. Can you guys stick around? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Hey, we're talking with Fred and Michelle Eichler. And, of course, they uh, host, actually co-host, everything Eichler on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 1230. And right after this, we're going to have Dancing with Wolves and Stands with a Fist. That's right. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Uh, now, to learn more about the indigenous Eichlers, where can we find you guys online? <laughs> That's awesome. at FredEichler.com. Yep, FredEichler.com. We got Instagram, Facebook, a little bit of everything. All right, part two with the Eichlers coming up next. Trav, I'm sleepy. You sing me a Christmas song. Sing us an original. Well, since you asked so nicely. Uh huh. Shut up, Jim! (laughs) Jimbo is hungry and he likes to eat dogs. Mrs. Bunny is a buck-killing crazy ninja girl. She also shoots squirrels, and she likes to field dress turkeys. <laughs> I am a spotting stock and love tracking king. Man, I am so cool, and I do taxidermy, and I read to the blind on Wednesdays. Christmas is about gratitude and togetherness. Sitting with friends and family around a crackling fire. From our family to yours, have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And don't move. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will continue next. Plus means more. Introducing OutdoorChannelPlus.com, the most comprehensive outdoor website ever created. Recent, relevant, and authentic with new product reviews, expert tips, videos, and podcasts from America's most trusted sources like Game & Fish, Guns & Ammo, North American Whitetail, and many more. Experience the new OutdoorChannelPlus.com. Never stop searching. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, discussing outdoor nomads. Now let's rejoin the boys and Fred and Michelle Eichler, co-hosts of Everything Eichler on Sportsman 
Southern Channel, Sundays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking outdoor nomads in this week's show. And of course, we had part one with Fred and Michelle Eichler, and they have a program called Everything Eichler on Sportsman's Channel, uh, Sundays at 1230 Eastern Time. That's right. And it covers literally everything. From buffalo to... <laughs> yeah, hamsters. Um, now, before the break, you guys had mentioned, uh, you know, mountain lion season. Did I read somewhere that you guys started your boys out mountain lion hunting when they turned 12? Is that right? Well, they started out hunting way before that, but what, one one of the little things that we've always done is once the boys, you know, turned 12, we would take them out mountain lion hunting. We always thought that was kind of a fun, neat way, you know, have them working the dogs and, and going out with us. So, yeah, all the boys harvested lions. Um, matter of fact, the two older boys harvested lions by themselves since, uh, you know, since we took them out to do that. So that's kind of a neat thing that, that they're doing. Uh, besides chores and everything else. But yeah, it's it's fun. And, and it's also management too. Like we have uh, way too many lions in this area. Lions, were, lions actually killed, I think, three elk that we found on the ranch this year. Wow. Um, we're seeing them on trail cameras all over. So it's an important part of management too, because you can really tell when uh, lions move into an area. Uh, elk will just flat move out of it. Deer will move out of it. Um, you know, it'll, it'll change their habits and things like that. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's fun for us but it's also the management aspect. Well, you know, the interesting part about lion hunting, you know, I've, I've been on hunts where, you know, with elk and you're, you're literally chasing them from one place to another, trying to get ahead of them. But the toughest hunt that I've ever been on was following dogs on a lion hunt in southwestern New Mexico. We went through five canyons one day, and I got to tell you, yeah. it wore me out. Yeah, oh. they, th- those hunts can be absolutely physically challenging beyond. And, uh, so it's it's not something you want to take up, you know, just to, um, if you've been hunting and not going through the mountains. I mean, it's kind of it's a very physical hunt, can be. Do you guys ever hunt from horseback? Is that something you guys do or not really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we love doing it. Matter of fact, we did a uh, turkey hunt horseback uh, last, was last spring or spring last, before? The spring before, not yep. this year, last year. Yeah, just, you know, just something different. You know, it's just neat way to cover country. Usually you're walking the whole lot and calling and trying to find birds and we just uh, took the horses out and we're calling off the horses till we had a bird strike and then, uh, you know, tied the horses up, slipped through and, and, uh, Michelle made a great shot on a, on a real nice gobbler. So yeah, we, uh, we enjoy hunting. I, I did a lot of, uh, antelope hunting this year, horseback where we, uh, kind of hide behind the horses, you know, the old Jeremiah Johnson thing. Oh yeah. Uh, antelope don't know how many legs a horse has. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, you, 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 we, we, we definitely utilize them in a little bit of everything, whether it's elk or antelope, turkey. Uh, you know, we've used them for quite a few things. Yeah, well, you know, this time of the year, as we said, uh, big game hunting is kind of winding down, but you still have, like, coyotes and bobcats and, of course, some mountain lion as well. Oh, yeah, badgers, raccoons, uh, swift fox, great fox, red fox. Colorado's awesome with predators because we have such a – such a huge variety, like all three species of fox, which is really neat. You know, oh, really? I'm going to take all three of them last winter, hoping to do it again this winter. But it's just, uh, it really is. If, if you're a predator hunter, I tell you, there's not many places that have much on Colorado. When you start, you know, running through, like you said, you know, mountain lion, bobcat, coyote, three species of fox, raccoon, badger. badger. I mean, there's a ton of different critters 
uh, you can go out and, and call and, and enjoy hunting for in the, you know, in the winter months. Now, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was one time you could have been hunting in your yard. Didn't you guys have a bear that was like breaking into your barn? Is that right? Oh, yeah. A cat burglar or bear burglar. <laughs> bear burglar. <laughs> I kept accusing the kids of leaving the barn door open. <laughs> yeah, and then we had a we had a uh, finally Fred set up a stealth cam to see what was going on, and goes and checks it one night. It's open again, and we see this bear breaking in to the barn. I but mean, he would open, open the, the door. door. No like, way. Yeah, like like a person, like open it up and went inside, and here he comes out with a full fifty pound bag of sweet feed, <laughs> and uh, the bear took off with fifty pounds of feed. Uh, we always have. Bear adventures in the south. You know, we just with the animals around the feed. I mean, we've had them rip the the side off our chicken coop, and one time they killed they like killed all the chickens. Thirty no. chickens. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then Michelle got to do. We fixed the we fixed the chicken coop, and Michelle went and got like thirty more baby chicks. Now, baby chicks, when you first get them, you know what they do all night, right? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, it's like a predator call. <laughs> the bear came back in, ripped the side of the chicken coop off. And they every Everyone. little baby chick. So it, it was like little chicken nuggets for them. Yeah. Dude, not to be disgusting, but the funniest part of that is like a couple days later, Michelle's laughing because she knows what I'm going to say. Is I found a bear poop, and it was just all it had in it was little baby bird feet. feet. <laughs> I was like, man, I've passed the bad things myself, but that must have hurt a little somehow. But it, it, was, it was absolutely. It was it was bizarre. So now we're running, you know, which a lot of people should do if they're in bear country. But we run electric, <laughs> electric fences around it, around the chicken coop, solar electric fences, and also around the bees because we have beehives and they'll get into those. Oh Holy my! Cow. What what don't yeah. you guys have? My gosh, <laughs> are are bees hard? Oh, dude, the feeding goats are the best. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we have pigs, feeding goats. We have a milk a milk cow, chickens. <laughs> Buffalo now. It's uh, def- def- definitely a menagerie. Now, in the wintertime, is there anything special you have to do to the beehives or not? Well, what I do is I actually put some insulation around them. You still have to have some ventilation, so, yeah. um, but you do want to insulate them. Um, and, and you cut the hives down so that it, there's not as much airspace in there and and. Um, you just hope that they make it through the winter. Yeah, you feed, you do feed them. I put um, sugar in there um, to help them get through the winter. And you have also have to leave them honey. You know, they that's their natural food sources. They go and they store honey for the winter. So when you pull the honey off of the hive, you know, in the fall, you you don't take all of it. You leave them enough to make it through the winter. You guys are like so interesting. Yeah. You should like write your own <laughs> farmer's almanac and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we, don't, we don't know a lot about anything, but we know a little about a lot. <laughs> now, for full draw. We kind of learn as we go on some of these things. <laughs> for full draw outfitters, how far are you guys booked out? We're totally booked up next year. I'm mm. probably about half booked up for the year so after. 2023, yeah. Really? Seriously? Wow. Man. And Man. it's about 80% uh, repeat clients coming back. Is it? Holy smokes. That is so cool. All right. So Fred and Michelle Eichler, you got to watch everything Eichler. That is Sportsman Channel Sundays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, guys, again, to learn more about you, your partners, everything you have going on, which is just a lot of stuff. Where can we find you online? You can go to fredeichler.com. And uh, you can also go 
from there, you can go to the outfitting website to Full Draw Outfitters. And it's also channel. on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tatanka coming up next. That's what I was going to say. How, you call him Tatanka, don't you? <laughs> All right, so coming up next, we have a Cat Daddy. Don't go anywhere. Mr. Fred, Mrs. Michelle, Merry Christmas. We love you so much. Merry Christmas. Yep, have great a good talking to you guys. Merry Christmas. In order to be politically correct, we want to wish you a very happy Chris Mahana Quantica. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue after these short messages. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Don't forget, you can always drop us some feedback and help make the show better at JimandTrav.com. Now, here's king of the catfish and purveyor of the beanhole, Cat Daddy. Prepare to experience true freedom and bliss. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking outdoor nomads on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had Fred and Michelle Eichler have a program called Everything Eichler. But our next guest, man, it's Everything Catfish. He is Everything Santa Claus. Him and the cats, they are getting ready. They're in the holiday mood. They bought a bunch of bait on Cyber Monday. Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Well, I'll tell you boys what right now. Thanksgiving was a lead ball. <laughs> lead ball. So you're out there making lead? <laughs> yeah, I ought to be. No, I tell you what, man. Uh, we've been out trying to get our bait for 2022, the year of 2022. Ooh. If you ain't went out yet and got you a bunch of fresh sheds and white bass and whatever else you can get out there in the net or catch with your rod and reel, crappie, crappie heads, crappie guts, crappie sides. Get it all ready, fresh package for 2022, boys. Now, now you you catch most of this on uh, hook and uh, and rod and reel, but how much do you actually catch with a cast net? Oh well, you know, you can catch everything I said above in a cast net, but you're not allowed to keep everything I said above in a cast net. Oh, seriously, really? Yeah, just shad and rough fish only. You know, the uh, white bass and crappie. I don't care if they are, uh, you know, a pound crappie. <laughs> you got to throw them back, which I hate doing, but hey, you got to stay above the law. So you can hook them and keep them, but if you net them, you can't. That's correct. That is correct. Now, just as long as you catch them with a hook, they're yours. Really? Just as long as they meet the requirements of the length, you know, and, and how many you keep. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you have to go by the uh, the length then of the uh, of the fish that you've caught and whether or not you can keep them. Now, how long does a crappie have to be in order for to be able to keep it? Well, you know, it, it varies at different uh, lakes. You know, some lakes you can catch a crappie, uh, you, you know, from four or five inches all the way up to, you know, 12, 13, 14 inches. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. uh, you just got to read, read your uh, regs there when you go into the lake and... Just as long as you catch them on rod and reel, though, and a hook, you know, you're in good shape. But, boy, don't let them catch you keeping any of your cats in your cast net. There's been times I've been out to the lake and threw my cast net and caught 50, 60, maybe 100 crappie at one throw. Holy crap. crap. Seriously. And it was all over 12 inches. I was like, man, <laughs> I looked left and I looked right and shook my head and dumped them out. <laughs> oh, dear God. But the thing you. is, now you take one crappie that you've caught with a hook and line. Now, you can take, and you talked about using the heads, you talked about yeah. using the guts, you talked about using the slab sides. Uh, tails. Tails. I mean, you can get like five or six different baits out of just one fish, right? Oh, yeah. One fish would do you up three or four rods at a time. Oh, man. Heck, heck yeah. Now, that's only if you got your 
extra rod permit, you know. Well, you got to yeah. get that. Now, how many shad can you have in your possession? Like, you know, let's say it's you and Mama in the house. How many between the both of you can you have? 600. Holy crap, 600. 600. Really? Now, now, is that, <laughs> now, is that uh, shads or is it shads in, in crappie and whatever else? No, no, that's just shad. Wow. You can have 300 apiece shad just as long as they meet the requirements, which I believe is uh, anything over... I think it's uh, 13 or 14 inches you got to throw back. That's Ooh. a big shed. Now, how many crappie can you have a piece? Well, now that that's another thing, see? Most lakes, you, you can have 25 crappie now per person. Oh. And uh, some lakes is 50. Yeah. Oh, man. So you really it, need uh, to follow up. Yeah, like I say again, you know, just read them regs, you know. Just as long as you catch them on hook, I, I keep telling you that, you know, just as long as you catch them on hook, yeah. you, you can... Shoot, you can keep walleye or any of them bass, you know, if you want to cut them up and use them for bait, which I don't mind doing. <laughs> <laughs> or or trout even. Do you have any trout over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lake Shawnee, uh, they're loaded up with tr- trout twice a year, and they make good bait. They make good bait. You know, the stomachs in them are, are real nice and oily. You know what trout stands for to cat daddy? Trash fish. That's what that is. That and, that and bass. That's a four-letter word we don't speak in the Shumway home. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you can really, I mean, because you think you take out so many people, Mr. Cat Daddy, it takes a tremendous amount of bait. And if you had to go and buy all that bait, you could never charge enough. Oh, my gosh, because it would be too costly. Oh, yeah. You know, a, a jar, a pint jar of shed entrails uh-huh. will cost you 18 to $20. Oh, my gosh. Really? Usually I use, you know, a couple, three or four pints on a trip. You got five people in the boat. Oh. You're loading up, you know, because every time they think they got a bite, they'll jerk the rod and. Yep. You bring it in, it's all strung off the hook. You got to rebate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just in shag guts. Yeah, Kansas Parks and Wildlife's listening right now. Well, that's one of those things where you, you know, keep detailed notes and you could tape it right to the top of the freezer or whatever, because it's no different than when you harvest an animal. Yeah, you got to have that on the you, uh, freezer. You got to. Oh, you know, absolutely. All my bags are tagged and yeah. marked and uh, everything. Oh, that's the way to be. All right. Let me see. Uh, one bag reads Jim Ferguson. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we want to book a trip with you uh, and, and get out on the water, maybe just go out and catch some bait with you, Mr. Cat Daddy. Go do for you, a ride. Do you have anything available? Yes, I do. You need to get a home at www.catdaddyguideservices.com. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you. Merry Christmas. We love you, brother. Oh, ho, 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 boys. We're going to do it good in 22. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. From our family to yours, have a very happy holiday and joyous new year. Thank you for making us the number one outdoor radio show in the North Pole and around the world. Stay tuned. More hunting for the holidays right after these short messages. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, 
an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found out that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Is your Kris Kringle tingling? Bye. Holy Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Wishing you a very happy holidays from the revolution with Jim and Trav. Even though the show comes to a close this week, you can always stay connected to the boys at JimandTrav.com. You have just witnessed the rare perfect goodbye. Hey, we're a great show this week talking about outdoor nomads and, of course, Melissa Bachman and Fred and Michelle Eichler a pair there. And also Cat Daddy. Yep, this was a fun show. You know, this is such a magical time of year, boys and girls. Don't be a stick in the mud. Uh, Make sure you celebrate it. Get outdoors, though, with some kiddos. Hammer home firearm safety. And just be happy. And do something nice for a neighbor or something. Uh, If you've got extra venison, pass it out. Yeah, donate. This time of year, there's a lot of families in need that could use a little protein in their freezers. Maybe help them out with some bills. Just do what you can to give back to your local communities. All right, so we got to go. We will return next week. Jumbo's getting all misty-eyed over here. (laughs) It It was lovely. Yeah, so Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out, and God bless America.